In the beginning, the Word was with God. That Word became the foundation of all we have, know, and do. That Word, Christ, became our hope for the future and a better life with Him. Join us at RCCG Warm and Glory Tabernacle as we dig our roots into His Word and grow towards His light. Um, we're, we'll be continuing our study from our, our, the study that we are looking at about divine direction. Divine direction. Divine direction, we started off as, we started off initially with um, the fact that we have to come to a point where we need to know. When we looked at James chapter 1, Verse 6, we looked at it and we said, it says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God if you lack. So, but the, see, the, we saw that the criteria is that we have to get to the point where we know. It has to, we have to get to that point where we know or we know that we don't know. The Bible says, if you lack wisdom. So that means you have to agree with yourself. You have to get to a point where you don't know. And we have looked at it and we looked at it in the first part. The second part, we looked at, you know, the mindset of the lead. The mindset of the lead. What is your mindset to be led of the Spirit of God? Last week, we looked at that and we saw that the, the, to be able to be led by the Spirit of God, you have to be able to be humble, you have to be teachable, you have to be willing to be flexible because you do not know what direction the Spirit will tell you. What is instruction? As long as you have volunteered yourself, you volunteered yourself, you, you are now volunteering for whatever the Spirit asks you to do. Today we want to be looking, continuing in, in that and saying, you know, now we have looked at all that. Now the next thing is hearing from God. Because one of the things that we looked at was that God needs to be able to give us feedback. God needs to be able to give us feedback and hearing from God. For that, we are going to go to Habakkuk 2, verse 1 to 4. Habakkuk 2, verse 1 to 4. Habakkuk 2, from 1 to 4. Please, if you get there, please read. I will stand my watch and set myself up on the rampart and watch to see what he will say to me. And what I will answer when I am corrected. Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets, that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. Behold the proud, his soul is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Verse 1. Read that verse 1 again. It says, I will, I will. It says what? I will, I will stand. I will stand my watch. I will stand my watch. So what that is saying is that there is a choice for what we need to do. There's a choice to stand. He says, I will stand. That means, number one, to be able to hear 
from God. Part of what we need to do is decide that we are going to stand. He says, I will stand and said, I, um, I will stand upon my watch. Sorry, what, what translation were you using, sir? New King James. That's the one you were using. Um, New King James. Okay. New King James. He says, I will stand upon my watch and set myself upon the rampart and watch what he will say to me. So in essence, what that scripture is saying is that you are expecting to hear from God. So because we looked at it that one of the things about making choices, we see that a, an adult makes over 35,000 decisions. An average adult makes over 35,000 decisions per day. And in, that, in all the choosing, we have found out that if we choose right, our lives go right. And that we are a, almost a direct result of our choices. And we are also a direct result of the other people around, the choices of people around us. If somebody decides that they are going to throw a party and you are happy about it, it is as a result of their decision to throw a party. If somebody decides to steal your car, and you are, un you are un unhappy about it, or it affects you, it is as a result of their decision. Today, some years ago, some people decided that they were going to board planes and crash into the Twin Towers. A lot of lives were lost, but it was 2020, 21 years ago. Thank you. 21 years ago, they... It was, they crashed into the towers. Now, lots of lives, thousands of lives were lost because of the decision taken by a handful of people. So, in the end, we have to remember that it is important. Our choices that we make are important. Let's open our Bibles to, let's open our Bibles to Matthew 4.4. 4. The Bible says, okay, let's open our Bibles there. Uh, we can, like, yeah, I can. Matthew 4, 4 says, says, man shall not live by bread alone. That's what it says. It says it is written, but Jesus answered and said, it is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. In essence, if your life is only by Bread, only by what you eat, you're living every day, but not from the words that come from God. Like we saw, you are starving or killing your spirit. You are starving or you are killing your spirit. It is not God's will that man should live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. So if you think that God has to speak, right? For you to remain alive. That means that God is speaking at every time. And he's speaking, always speaking. God is always speaking. The question is, God is always speaking and he can speak for every person. And he can speak to every person and every situation. The question is, are you hearing what God is saying?
Are you hearing what God is saying? Let's go to Job. Job chapter 33, 14 to 17. Another person open to Psalms 85 verse 8. Job chapter 3, 14 to 17. Another person please open to Psalms 85 verse 8. I will hear what God the Lord will speak. You see what he's saying. Look at what they said to them. I will. There is a willingness right to hear what god will speak continue ma for for he will speak peace unto his people he will speak sense yeah but let them not turn again to folly let them not turn away to folly he says but there is a choosing to hear what god is saying the bible says this text we were looking at if any of you lacks wisdom the ability to know what to do and how to do it let him ask of God. And he says, I will, I will, I will choose to um, stand before God. I will choose to hear what he is saying. Because it is a choice for us to hear. Job 33, what, 14 to 17, please. Yet once, yet twice, yet man perceived it not. Yeah. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falleth upon men, in slumbering upon the bed. Then he opened the ears of men and sealed their instruction. Mm. To 17. That he may withdraw man from his purpose and hide pride from man. Mm. So you see, part of what he's saying is that he says, once has he spoken, twice. Uh, we had uh, this translation says God may speak in one way or in another, yet man does not perceive it. He says, he says, man may not in a dream, in a vision of the night, when man falls asleep, falls asleep, uh, when sleep for deep sleep falls upon men, when they are slumbering on their beds, he opens the ears of men and seals their instruction. In order for to turn man from his deed and conceal pride from man. So, in other words, sometimes even if you think you cannot hear God, when you he sees that he's trying to get it, he's trying to get you to you know get you to get an instruction. And if you refuse to hear, he will give you a dream. So, and that is why it is important sometimes that you should pay attention to the dreams. The dreams that you have. Because sometimes they reveal to you an instruction that God might have given you. I remember when um, I told, uh, there, there were set, several instructions or certain, certain things that God will give me. And in order for me not to forget, as soon as I wake up, I will tell my wife, this is what it's about. Some people are more disciplined. They have a notebook that they will write it on. But I, 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 I remember, so I, I tell her so that I will remember that I told her as soon as it comes out of my mouth, I say, look, this is what I said. And God has answered in, in different ways because he, maybe he's trying to tell me something. He's trying to tell me something in particular. He, as I wake up, 
and, and, and I say, look, okay, this is what God is saying. I, I say, okay, so I don't forget because if, if I've told my, if I don't tell anybody, I will forget. So paying attention to your dreams, it is very, very important. Because, if, and, and this is another way that the devil uses, you know, to, um, to the, 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 another thing that the devil does is to make people forget their dreams. And that is why we, we, if, you are, if you are always, 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 you never forget, your, you never remember anything. Or if you say, I don't dream. You are, the, it's, it's, sometimes it might be, um, you might be, you might need to pray to start to dream. You might need to pray to start to dream. So, we must decide to hear from God. There is a decision part of it that we must do. But what else do we need to do to hear from God? There are different things. That, but there's, this is the part that we have to do. So this is our, our, the things that we need to do. Either the attitude, the things, or what, what we need to do. What position was, must we take to be able to hear from God? Number one is that we must be desperate to hear from God. Hosea, Hosea. 6 verse 3, Hosea 6 verse 3, Hosea 6 verse 3, Hosea 6 verse 3, please. Um, and let us know, let us follow unto know Jehovah. He's going forth as sure as the morning, and he will come unto us as the rain, as the latter rain that will threat the earth. Sorry, let, can somebody please read it from King James, please? As the latter and former rain unto the earth. Mm. It says, then shall, bless you. then shall we know, then shall we know. It says, sometimes it's like, you know, prior to that, it says, come, let us return to the Lord, you know, and after, after this, he will revive us. He will, on the third day, he will, you know, lift us up. It says, but then shall we know, after we have followed him, after he has revived, revived us, then shall we know that, um, then shall we know that the, let us pursue the knowledge of God. It says he's going forth is established as in the morning. It says, but then he will come to us. So it is after we pursue the knowledge of God, that is when we come to a knowledge. So we have to be, we have to be eager to actually follow to hear from God. We have to be eager to be able to hear from God. That is one of the things that we have to do to be to actually hear from God. We have to be eager to pursue it. What are you doing to pursue the knowledge of God? Right? So that is one other thing. Um, our next one is uh, Psalm 25 verse 9. Another person please open to Numbers verse 12 verse, number chapter 12 verse 3. Psalm 25 verse 9. Psalm 25, verse 9. And the humble he teaches his ways. The humble he guides in justice. Then now this is knowing what to do. So another thing, another thing, number two, that we have to do here is that we have to be meek towards God. That the humble he guides in his way. So if you want to hear from God, you have to be humble. Right? Pride is one way that will stop you from hearing from God. If God sees that you are proud, he will not talk to you. It will resist you. Thank you, ma'am. If God sees that you are proud, 
he will not talk to you. Or he, the way he will talk to you will be different. Right? If, he is your, if, you, are, if you are born again, he will, he will definitely talk to you. If you are not born again, he doesn't have anything to say to you. you. He will talk to you, but the way he will talk to you will be different. The way he will talk to you will be different. He will tell you, you had better. It's like when Job was talking to God, he says, he said, let somebody put me on God and judge whether I am at fault. Then God, he said, when God responded to him, he said, who is this person that is talking bereft of knowledge? Who are you? Were you there when I found the earth? We are, are we mates? Right? So, the way you, if you humble yourself before God, you are, that is one way you can hear from God. Praise the Lord. Numbers 12.3. Moses was a humble man, more humble than anyone on earth. Remember, the Bible says that God's testimony of Moses was that I talked to him face to face. So this is the only person recorded in the whole world that God went to, apart from Adam and Eve, on a regular basis to talk to him face to face. This was the only person. And he says, Moses was the most humble of all of us. That he was able to, even though he was, he was taught in the, you know, in luxury, in the, but he was able to come and start tending to sheep. And when God told him, even when he was like, uh, I cannot talk, I will send you Aaron. Uh, how would they know? I said, perform this miracle. Uh, I don't know what to say. After a while, he started getting upset with Moses. But still, he still records that Moses was the humblest of them all. Praise the Lord. The next, the next thing we need to do is commit your ways into God's hands. When you commit your ways into God's hands, you will, God will, you, you are giving God the opportunity to talk to you. When you commit your ways into God's hands, you are giving God the opportunity to talk to you. You are inviting him to into your, your matter. If you say, oh, I'm not, if I, I, don't, I don't care what God wants, you know, you are just going, 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 going. You are not giving him an opportunity. You are not inviting him. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit is a gentle man. That he will not strife with us if you tell him. And that is why everything we do, we need to invite him in. Right? Psalm 37 verse 5. 2 Chronicles 27 verse 6. Psalm 37 verse 5. 2 Chronicles verse 27. 27 6. 27, 6, and it says here, Jotam became mighty because he prepared his ways before the Lord. That is 2 Chronicles 27, verse 6. 
the reason he became mighty. The Bible records that it was because he prepared his ways. And what did we say about preparation? That was the difference between the wise and the foolish virgins. And here the Bible records that Jotham became mighty because he prepared his ways before the Lord. Who has, who has the other one? Um, 37 verse. Yes. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Yes. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring it to pass. Commit thy way unto God. So in other words, once you commit, he has the opportunity to bless or to intervene or to do when you commit. So when you are going out, commit your going out. When you are coming in, commit your coming in. When you are going to work, commit to where you, are, where you are working. When you are coming back from work, commit it. When you are studying for an exam, the Bible says the horse is made ready for battle, but safety is in the hands of the Lord. So if you want God to guide, to, to hear you, or to, you know, to speak to you, or to even change the situations around you, you need to be able to commit your ways to God's hands. Okay? And then, number four, it says we should ask. Always ask. Always ask. Matthew 7, 7 to 8, that one I can quote that. It says, it says, ask and you will receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. So you need to ask God, God, come and lead me. So come and lead me. Jeremiah 6.16. And then Psalm 2 verse 8, that one says that ask of me and I will give unto you the hidden for your inheritance and the uttermost parts of the earth for your possession. So all you have to do is ask. Okay, Jeremiah 6.16, please. The Lord said to his people, stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths and where the road is best. He says, stand at the crossroad and look. You have crossroad is what? A choice. Crossroad, a decision. And then do what? Ask for the ancient Ask. Parts. So when you are at a decision point, ask for for direction on where the road is best walk in it and you live in peace thank you it says when you walk in the direction after you have received the instruction after you have asked and god has answered you walk in it that you will be at peace usually it is not because you cannot achieve you you know we have a saying back home that says all roads lead to the market all roads. In, in essence, I can, if I say I want to go to um, go to co-op, I can go from the west, I can come from, go from the east, I can go around to through Matizul and come back and come, but there's only one way that would, it might be the shortest and might be the most peaceful. Um, Psalm 2 verse 8 says, ask of me and I will give unto you the hidden 
and the uttermost part of the earth for your possession. That's Psalm 2 verse 8. The next one is the study of God's word. Now, the study in the study of God's word, there's a thing we have to understand. We know we, are, we were talking about knowledge, right? But there are two kinds of knowledge, and, and uh, this is just for those of us who might need to know. For example, there are two kinds of knowledge. There's a, a logos, what is known as logos, and it's from the Greek, which is the written word of God. So the Bible, all the words in the Bible are what is known as logos. But there's also the rema. The rema is the revealed word of God to you specifically. The revealed word of God to you specifically. For example, Mary and Martha. He says, oh, come and tell, come and tell, you know, come and tell my sister. This is, you know, she come and help me. It is the right thing, but the revealed word was the revealed the revealed word. The revealed word was there is one thing that is needful. She has done the needful. The logos is that it is written. So, for example, if I'm asking God whether God leads us in both ways, the if I'm asking God, God, um, please, should I steal this? We know. God, you don't need to ask God. It's already written. It is written that thou shalt not steal. So there's no praying about it. There's no praying about it. So when you read God's word, you will see certain instructions that has already been written so that those instructions will guide you. So the Bible says, blessed is he that reads the word of this book. Revelation 3 verse 1. Blessed are they that reads the instruction, the words of this book. Just by reading the book alone, you can be guided. You can hear God's word from the instructions that come out of the book just by reading the book. And then there's the rema. That is, God is telling you concerning this situation, this is what you should do. It is not that, it is not that if you disobey, it will be, you will be penalized for it. He says, stand at the crossroad. Follow the instruction that you will be at peace. I remember one time and during my youth service, this is a, a service that, you know, the things that, a service that we, it's kind of like a paramilitary service that we, we do in Nigeria, right? So in, it was a compulsory one. And I had a choice. I had a choice of going to work for a, uh, a bear company, a liquor company, or I go into um, an NGO. Now, in the liquor company, they paid top, top dollar. But in the NGO, it was virtually nothing. And I, I, I remember praying to God because I 
I could justify working for the liquor company. I was like, God, you know, and this is where my, my discussions with God at the time was that, God, I remember, you know, one of the chairman, one of the, one of the, the chairman of one of the brewery companies was, is a Christian and he's a good Christian at that, you know, and the, you know, and, and the, I know so many good Christians that are working for a liquor company. But he said, the instruction that I have for you is that I don't want you to work in that liquor company. It might work for them, but if you go, some, you might not get the same results. Simply because of all the things that I have for you. And I said, but God, look at the money. God, look at, God, look at. And like Job, I, sorry, um, by like Lot, I was looking at how lush and how, you know, the opportunity was. God said, I have said, do not do that. And I was still arguing and I said, oh, I was arguing and arguing and arguing and arguing and arguing. You know what happened? I was going to buy bread at the market. And as I was arguing with God in my spirit, the woman there just started singing. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. I started crying. I bought the bread, and I can't remember how I got home, but I, I was just crying. I was crying. I trusted, I had to go and tell because I had to pull strings. They had to pull strings to make sure that I worked for that liquor company because it was a sought out company in the town that I was. And then not knowing that as I decided to trust and obey and I went to work with this other company, I, I met with somebody who said, oh, you have this skill. Oh, come, come and work for me. And I worked for the person and that was what introduced me to the company. I finally became a, a, an expatriate manager too. And that's how I met my wife. And that's what kept me in Benin, you know. But it was because of that one single decision. But that, there were so many things and so many things and so many things. And, and it is all because when God is telling you, it's for your glory. And, and to top it all off, I became the highest earning copper because that's, that's what we used to call ourselves. We, I became the highest earning youth copper in the state. I became a, the highest earning youth copper in the state because of the work I was doing. But I was looking at it that this was the situation. And then... You know, I, there's so many other testimonies as well of what, when God tells you, this is what you should do. Like when it was time for us to move to, Europe, to, to U, the UK, and I, I heard God saying, it is time, move. It is time, move. I went to the UK. I didn't have a job. They told me, look, I needed to lie. I needed to lie. I needed to lie. I needed to lie. And I said, no, I will not lie. And then they said, I, I was working for Shell. Right, And then I tried to move to Shell. Shell would not hire me in the UK because then I became a competitor, not um, a, a colleague. I then became a competitor because I was competing with their jobs. And they said, oh, this guy that is a high flyer, 
that used to come to the UK from Nigeria. When he comes here, he wants to start competing. They refuse to hire me. And I, 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 then I cried because I didn't have a job. And then I, I asked God, I said, God, why? Why? And then I called some, somebody called me, oh, are you still coming back? They've doubled our salaries. I said, oh, oh, oh God. They've doubled their salaries. I don't have a job here. What am I going to do? He said, no, I didn't. My decision for you, my choice for you is to stay. I was in Peckham Markets. I remember clearly. Tears came out of my eyes again. And, and, but I still stayed. But you know what happened? One year after that, they fired the whole department. They fired the entire department. Now, if I chose based on of the site, I would have ended up in pain and sorrow. Praise the Lord. Yes. Yeah. Um, oftentimes when I'm faced with an opportunity to listen and wait, like you mentioned, uh, the Rima word, it seems so nebulous. You know? Right. And uh, I've often in the past, as a confession, I've defaulted to what my ego would go for. Right. And so what's your advice what's when, my for advice? somebody that seems, uh, feels very intimidated by the Rima word? Okay. So, so. Well, one of the things that I have learned, right, over the years, and please, this is not a hard and fast rule, is that every person is different. The way God will talk to you will be different from the way God will talk to me, will, the how, right? But when, it, when God sees that you are eager to follow his word, it is like a child that is walking, he will fall. As long as he is sincere in following, sometimes God will remove the door from where it was and bring it to where you are going. If you say, God, I am going in this direction, I don't know what to do. See what Paul said. He said last week that we read, he says, I know in my spirit that I am compelled in my spirit to go to, this, to Rome. I do not know. What is going to happen? But all that God tells me is that there's going to be persecution. There's going to be hardship. He was an apostle. But he said, I don't know. So in essence, what I'm saying is you cannot 100, you will not get to a point where you will ever say, now I know everything. You can never. As long as you remain humble and some of the other things that we are going to be going through, as long as you remain humble, as long as you remain teachable, as long as you are sincere, as long as you are not proud, as long as some of the other things that we're going to look at, God will guide you. It is just your willingness to be guided. That was what we handled, handled last week. But this is that God will guide you. God will guide you. Even if you make mistakes. Because the Bible says he can make all Things work together for our good. To them that love God and are called according to his purpose. So that even when you make mistakes, God can make those mistakes work for your good. Yes, ma'am. 
where he ended is um because I, I have felt like you, you know, and there's a lovely book by Joyce Meyer called Hearing from God. Mm-hmm. And she says that one of the things that we must face up to when we want to hear from God is that we will make mistakes. And that once we remove the fear of mistakes, mistakes, we will be, you know, like he says, even the mistakes we make will eventually then work together for our good. Because God always will work things for our good. Once he sees our, our heart is towards, you know, following him. Praise the Lord. So the next one that we want to see when we want to hear from God is praying in the spirit. Praying in the spirit. Brother Aaron, are you, are you, diaper, are you, <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll send the recording. Okay. So the next one is praying in the spirit. Let's open to um, 2 Timothy 1.6. And then another person, please open to 1 Corinthians 14, 2 and 15. First, 2 Timothy 1, verse 6. For the reason I remind you to keep, to keep alive the gift of God that God gave to you when I laid my hands on you. For this reason, sorry. For this reason, I remind you to keep alive the gifts that God gave you when I laid my hands on you. So it says, building yourself in the most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. So part of the things that he's saying is, when we pray in the spirit, when we speak in tongues, and that's one of the blessings, it is a gift. Speaking in tongues is a gift. First Corinthians 14, two, is somebody there? That's Corinthians 14, 2. That's Corinthians 14, 2. Is somebody there, please? All, the, all my readers are, are not here, so please. 14, 2. Okay, I read. It says, um, For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue does not speak to men but unto God. For no man understandeth him, how be it? The spirits, the spirits, his, the spirits, his, <laughs> in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. And verse 15, he says, what is it then? When I, w- I will pray in the spirit and I will pray with my understanding also. And then he says, I will sing in the spirit and I will sing in my understanding also. And the way uh, what somebody put it is, when I say, when they say also, also means that you are not the main character. You say, you say if, if you are not the main character. So say, for example, I am going, he says, I am going to, I am going to Walmart and I will go to so, so, so place also. I am going with Brother Mike and I will go with, you know, Brother Ayomide also. So in other words, when you hear the also, it is not the main character. And, that's, and then Paul was saying, he says, I pray in the spirit more than all of you put together. In essence, it, praying in the spirit is one way to hear from God. It is, it is a thing to build our, our spirit to, to be able to hear from God. The next one, 
And I think I'll close with this one and then we can, <laughs> uh, I think we can continue next week. Um, wow. Um, sorry. So divine direction, as we've seen, is something that takes, you know, people can cover it in months. Some people in a whole year, you are just teaching on divine direction. So let's just, we'll, we'll, this will be our last one and then we'll round up with it. So let's say, it says here, keeping the right environment. Keeping the right environment and keeping the right attitude. So keeping the right, right environment and attitude. Second Kings chapter 3. Verse 15 to 17. 2 Kings chapter 3, verse 15 to 17. Please, can somebody please open that? 2 Kings chapter 3. Now get me a musician. As the musician played his harp, the power of the Lord came upon Elijah. And he said, this is what the Lord says. Thank you. He said, get me a musician. He said, they, they, they get me a minstrel. He says there was, he, he wanted to hear God. You see what he said? He said, get me a minstrel. Get somebody to come and play. Put some music on. I want to hear from God. He was creating an environment to hear from God. Right? He was creating an environment. So if your environment is not, does not have that, right? It sometimes it is, an environment. Sometimes the environment affects your mindset because you want to hear. Because if your mind is so occupied, God cannot get to you. One of the reasons for praying in the spirit is that it conditions you. It conditions your mind to be in a proper place to hear from God. It shuts down all the distractions. It shuts down all the distractions when you pray in the spirit. Right? So here he says, also, this was Elijah. He says, get me a minstrel. He said, then what happened? Then what happened? And the Lord spoke. And then God spoke. Because God looked at it and said, look, I want to, you see, this is happening. This is what is happening. And I want to do this. Isaiah 20, 30, 29 to 30. Isaiah, Isaiah 30, 29 to 30. But, Isaiah, yes. But you, God's people, will be happy and sing as you do the nights of the sacred festival. You will be happy as those who walk to the music of flutes on their way to the temple. You will be happy. You see what he says? You will be happy. No, you are not done. You are not done. Please. The Lord will let everyone hear his majestic voice. You see what he says? He says, first of all, you will be happy. Get yourself in a happy state. Then the Lord will let, hear, let you hear his majestic voice. Continue. And feel the force of his anger. There will be flame, cloud bursts, hailstones, and torrents of rain. Okay. So, you see what part of the things that he said? He says, be happy. And you see, this is one of the reasons that the devil's, one of the devil's tools is depression. Just as joy is an environment that you can hear God from, depression is an environment you will hear the devil. Oh, I have to kill myself now. Just kill yourself. You are too, you are too, you are not worth it. Right? So that is why we try to explain or tell you 
anything that touches or pushes you in a depressed state is really not of God. Because the devil uses that to tamper with your emotions. And once he tampers with your emotions, he looks at a situation where he is able to tap into your hearing. Oh, they don't like me. They don't love me. Look at the way he looked at me. Look at the way she spoke to me. Look at this. Look at that. Look at this. So when you are in a depressed state, that is what the devil uses to affect you. Also, in the reverse, is when you are joyous, when you create an atmosphere. You see, like what my wife was saying about the soil she planted in. She said the soil was dry. Okay? The soil was dry. And then she said, no, 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 no. You have to change, you have to water it. You need a deluge of water. You need to water it so that you have to change the environment. Okay? So, for some it's easier for some than others, but at least make sure you are not depressed. Because sometimes if you are depressed, make sure, make sure that you, you are, that is the one way to check what you are hearing is does it match with the word of God? Does it match with the word of God? On that note, let's write to our feet. We'll continue from next week because this is an important topic to be divinely directed. Let's rise to our feet. Let's ask God. Let's ask God that God should help us. Let's ask God that God should help us. We have seen we have seen several things. We have seen several things in how to hear from God. Number one, we must be desperate. God help me to be desperate. Number two is that we must be meek. We must be humble. We must not be proud. Help us not to be proud. It says number three is that we must commit our ways. We saw that Jotam prospered because he committed his ways. He prepared his ways. Not that you don't know what to do, but you still, when you think you know what to do, just bring it to God and say, God, this is what I am thinking of doing. Just commit it to God's hands. I'm not saying, you know, it's not, not, not tell everybody or tell people. It says, commit it to God's hands. It says here, it's ask, ask, ask and you will receive, seek and you will find, ask and the door will be open. It says, the next one is to study, to read the Bible. You want to be led. You know, you have come to a decision that you do not know and you want to be led, you open the Bible, you read, so that you will need to be wasting pointless effort to be asking God for things that he has already written in his word. So that you won't start saying, you know, because it is in the end, the word of God is going to be what the standard that God is going to use to judge every man, every woman, every child. The next one here is praying in the spirit. Praying in the spirit. Praying in the spirit. That for us, those of us that don't have the gift of praying in the spirit, let's ask God. God, give me the gift. It is a gift of the spirit. 
it is a gift of the spirit. A gift is meant to help. A gift is meant to bless. A gift is meant to... The Bible says the gifts of God makes rich and he adds no sorrow to it. He says you are the one. It is a gift that will help you on this journey. It is a gift that will help you. So we want to pray. God, help me to be, be able to pray in the spirit. And the next one is the right environment and attitude. Some of us, our attitude is not good. Some of us, our environment is not good. But as we can talk to God about it. You can talk to God about your attitude. You can talk to God about your environment. That God help my attitude, help my environment. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you for investing your time in listening. Start a new adventure with us by reaching out on phone at 306-850-4356 through our website at www.rccgwgt.ca or follow us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. Warm and Glory Tabernacle, Breath in His Glory, creating a place of God's presence and establishing His kingdom on earth.